0: The Thriving Over Surviving podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by
1: guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. So, you know, most people who are on a Western diet, we call it the sad diet, the standard American diet. They have a lot of pro-inflammatory foods in their diet. So you want to reduce the pro-inflammatory foods and replace them with whole plant rich foods welcome to another
0: episode of the thriving over surviving podcast where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it i'm your host edie sahesian i was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis i've learned a lot about ms in myself over the past few years But the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? As someone with MS, I am constantly hearing about reducing inflammation, What does that mean for eye health, I wonder? Well, my guest today, Dr. Ronnie Bannock, is an internationally known ophthalmologist and she manages a wide spectrum of conditions affecting vision. As well as complex conditions between the eye and the brain, she combines traditional medical surgical treatments of the eye with nutritional and lifestyle approaches for an integrated holistic approach to vision and brain health. And I'm really interested in what that looks like, those lifestyle approaches. So Dr. Bannock, welcome. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you, Edie, for having me back. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to see you again. Let's talk about inflammation. As someone with MS, but really all autoimmune conditions can really benefit from reducing their
1: inflammation. So I believe you have like five tips for us to share. I do, yes. So, you know, my approach is definitely integrative. So, yes, I do the traditional treatments for for autoimmune diseases of the eye and the brain. But what I found over the years is that. Reducing inflammation, or the body's predisposition to inflammation, is so vital, I mean, to controlling flare-ups, etc. So I teach my patients five different kind of pillars to help reduce their inflammation. I'll just mention them, and then we can go into some more detail. So the first is proper nutrition. The second is movement. Not exercise necessarily, but movement. A third is sleep. The fourth supplements and the fifth is reducing your stress levels. So those are my five pillars to reduce inflammation. All right. Wow. So let's get into a little more detail
0: about those. We talked about a couple of them in our prior episodes, but I would love to hear it again. Cause you know, the more you hear it, the more it sticks. So share with us about that first one. I think you said nutrition.
1: Yes. So, nutrition. So, you know, most people who are on a Western diet, we call it the SAD diet, the standard American diet, they have a lot of pro-inflammatory foods in their diet. So, you want to reduce the pro-inflammatory foods and replace them with whole plant-rich foods. So, so number one, reducing your omega-6s, increasing your omega-3s, that's really, really important in terms of nutrition so eating fish a couple of times a week or lots of seeds that give uh, omega-3s like flax seeds chia seeds hemp seeds these are all great sources you also want to have lots of antioxidants in your diet and this is where the plants come in because various vegetables fruits have are chock full of these antioxidants that our eyes need so different pigments that are found in the plants, colorful pigments can fight inflammation, can fight off free radical damage. So you want to eat berries, you want to eat green leafy vegetables. Those are really staples in the diet. And then a lot of people don't realize this, but spices can actually be anti-inflammatory. So My top ones are turmeric, which has curcumin, which is uh, a very potent anti-inflammatory. And there are many research studies to show that specifically for autoimmune diseases, curcumin can be quite effective. I also like cayenne pepper, and then I also like saffron. So those are my top spices that are anti-inflammatory. This is kind of a side note, but how important is it that those spices are organic? Of course, you know, we we strive to be as organic as possible, especially if you're prone to autoimmune disease, because there could be pesticides, toxins in certain foods that may kind of perpetuate your inflammation. If you have the choice, try to choose organic. I, I one, sorry, one more spice I'm just going to add in there, P- paprika. Paprika is the other spice, so... Okay. I use um, most of those. And
0: so I'm excited to start. I need to integrate the turmeric more into my regular diet because it is so beneficial. I'm going to try to repeat the five from memory. Let's see if I can do it. So there was another one about movement. And tell us about that. What what are some basic movement? Because I know you said movement, not necessarily exercise, but so what does that movement mean?
1: Yeah. Movement means just moving your body, simply moving your body, getting the blood flowing, getting your lymph flowing because that helps to excrete toxins. So, you know, if you're sedentary all day, your body is not pushing out those toxins out of your tissues. I don't like to say exercise because some people are intimidated by that word, you know, saying I can't do, you know, I can't run, I can't swim, I can't jog, etc. But it doesn't have to be exercise. It can be simply walking. It can be simply choosing to take the stairs rather than taking the elevator. It can be deep breathing. It can be yoga. It can be gentle stretching. Get some kind of movement incorporated into your lifestyle. And especially because many of us are sedentary on a screen so many hours a day, every hour, maybe set your timer every hour, just get up and stretch. Just do something that will get your body moving or just walk around. Go to, you know, go get a drink of water. Just do something. And if, if you're able to, do a little bit more. Do something that will get your heart pumping. Do a little bit more aerobic activity, like maybe biking or taking a class, you know, some kind of exercise class. There's so many options for things to do. What's your personal movement favorite? I love to dance. Oh, what kind of dancing? Yes, I've, I've loved to dance since I was a kid, and I still dance and I still take yeah. lessons. So I do salsa. Indian so I alternate depending on the season so during the summer the warmer months I do more salsa I do outdoor salsa now New York City is wonderful for that you know being outside and having the music going and people moving it's just a wonderful environment lots of energy good energy and then during the colder months I do I do classical Indian dance so
0: that is so fun I I think
1: that you would get even more than movement out of that but a lot of joy as well there is so much joy. You know, really when you move uh, again, doesn't matter what type of movement, but you get the endorphins going and it just, it just creates an inner sense of joy and it, it's wonderful. So whatever suits you, that's the most important thing. You have to feel comfortable with it, not be in pain. You, whatever movement you choose, you should not, it should not be painful.
0: Okay. So my third one, I think you said sleep.
1: Yes. Yes. Sleep.
0: Okay, share with us about sleeping. I know we did talk about a little bit in a previous episode. Refresh us about
1: what that really
0: means for us for optimal
1: health. Yeah, so sleep is restorative. It's our body's way to recharge, re-energize, reset. And most of us, unfortunately, we have lots going on and we just don't get enough sleep. And I'm just as guilty as everyone else because my sleep is not the best. I'm still working on it. There was a point in my life when I was maybe getting like four or five hours a night, and it's just not enough. So you know, try to strive for an adequate amount of sleep where when you wake up, you feel refreshed. If you still feel groggy, if you still feel tired, you don't want to get out of bed, that means your body has not gotten enough sleep. And try to also maintain a regular sleep schedule. So, you know, no matter whether it's the weekend or if you're on vacation, try your hardest to go to sleep at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. And again, I'm still guilty of this. I'm still a work in progress, but you you just feel better when you get more sleep. I can't tell you how many of my patients, too, when they're not sleeping well, that's when their autoimmune disease flares up. It's, it's almost like predictable. They know that, oh, this week's been really stressful. I haven't been sleeping well. It's going to flare up. When I was younger, I could go with two hours of sleep and be
0: fine. I remember those days. Me too. Yes. You know, college was very fun. But now if I don't get seven, I'm really, you know, not with it during the day.
1: Our bodies lose that sleep resiliency as we get older, so we definitely need it. So I need your help on the last two pillars. What was the fourth one? Supplements.
0: Supplements. Okay, so I'm super interested in supplements. I do take um probably five or six, I think.
1: Um so which ones do you recommend? So I can't give specific recommendations because everyone is different. But in general, if okay. you're prone to inflammation, vitamin mm-hmm. D. Because we know that vitamin D, most of us are deficient, and we do need it to help fight inflammation. So you want to keep your levels probably like around the 50 range, and many people are under 30, which is not a good thing. So some people say like 50 to 70 is a good range for your vitamin D levels. So work on that, and so supplements are important. I also love the B-complex, because the B vitamins are just, they're important for mitochondrial health. And especially for people who have autoimmune conditions that affect the brain, that affect mitochondria, like multiple sclerosis, for example, we need a good supply of B vitamins to really support our mitochondria. So I take methyl B12. Yeah, methylated. So there, there's genetic mutations of the MTHFR gene, which don't allow us to metabolize as well. So for people who have that, they may benefit from methylated B vitamins, like methylated B12, methylated folate, may be quite important. So there's, it's a genetic test. You can get it. You can ask for it, your your doctor to order it for you. It's a pretty common test. Okay. So, and then omegas. That's another supplement. So. Again, if you're not getting enough through your diet, then consider doing an omega supplement.
0: All right. Good, good advice. Thank you for that. I, those three I do take. So I feel like I'm on the right path. Excellent. <laughs> getting my eye health working here.
1: Okay. So in the last pillar. Oh, this is probably the biggest pillar of all. It's stress and i know we talked a little bit about stress in one of the previous episodes but stress is such a trigger for autoimmune conditions and flare ups and so we we all have stress in our lives but it's really how we react to that stress how we deal with that stress you know stress may be coming from a home situation or work or you know your neighbor or you know financial or you know whatever it's coming from you have to find ways to modulate that stress that work for you And, you know, whether that means doing some meditation every day, doing yoga, whether it means uh, listening to music, finding a hobby. This is one of my favorites, actually. When you find a hobby that you can really engage in and almost like lose yourself in, it is so therapeutic and such a great way to relieve stress. So whether it's gardening, whether it's reading, whether it's cooking, you know, whatever your hobby is, is a great outlet for stress reduction. And then, of course, you know, if, if you're having a lot of trouble and there's a lot of stress, you may need to seek outside support and it's perfectly okay to reach out and maybe get a therapist or even reach out to a friend, a family member, just to discuss things. So there's so many great ways to address stress and I think unfortunately, most uh, medical doctors, I should say, we just don't have the time to sit down and really figure out what are the stressors how can we help our patients but it is really an important part of healing and staying well particularly living with autoimmune disease
0: well i want to thank you once again um, for joining us today and not just talking about the western medicine side but also integrating that holistic approach i think it's so valuable for us and i really
1: appreciate your viewpoint before we go how can people find you yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It was great. I loved our conversation and sharing this information. I have a lot of information I share on my social media. So on Instagram, I am at dr.ronibannick. On Facebook, I have two Facebook groups, Envision Health. And I also have Ion Migraine. If you, have, if you suffer from migraines, I provide a lot of tips about migraines. And then, of course, my website, you can reach out to me um, through my website, rudranibannickmd.com.
0: Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure having this series with you and I, I appreciate all of the tips and tricks I'm sure our listeners do too.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving.